0: The Numinous Podcast, with Carmen Spaniola.
1: Hi there, and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. This podcast is a compliment to the Numinous School, an online intuition development course for people who want their self-awareness to make a difference in the world. I'm your host Carmen Spaniola and this week my guest is my friend Louise and we're talking about integrating intuition into family and everyday life. I connected with Louise via Skype. She was at home in Stockholm, Sweden. At times the quality of the recording can get a little bit of distortion, but bear with me. It's very brief and you know these signals do have to go to the satellites and back. Enjoy the conversation. So, Louise, tell me a bit about your spiritual journey. When did you first hear the call and be interested in the spiritual side of life?
0: Uh, well, as long as I can remember, I've had this sense of longing, I've had. I've always been searching, reading. I tried to go into several religions and read books. I didn't find anything. I've been to all these kind of astrologists, mediums, but I never really found what I was looking for. And when I was about, I'd say, 26, I just couldn't resist any longer. Then I made a very life-changing decision. And since then, I've been much more open to what's coming.
1: Wow, what was that life-changing decision? Uh, I
0: I I I graduated from a very good university. I had this very good job and I just quit everything and went out to the countryside to work
1: on a farm, milking cows. You were a milkmaid. Uh, yes, a co- I I'd say a cowgirl. You were a cowgirl. Okay, so you were yeah. like doing you were milking cows, but you're also like taking care of animals. Yeah,
0: yes, yes, yes. Wow! Because and so, I really, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, because I really
0: felt I had to get back to basics. I had to get back to what really matters somehow. I had to find myself again.
1: And did you find yourself there with the animals on the farm?
0: Yes, it would it, uh, say so. I'm still searching, but it was a very good. It was a very good start.
1: What did you find there then? What was it about the animals and getting back to basic that you think? that you think you were looking for?
0: Uh, more contact with myself, more being more aware, expanding consciousness, taking in other things and not just the everyday life.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. So how long were you there and then what happened after that? Uh, I was there
0: for a year and a half, for almost two years. And then I started to live a more how to say a more regular life, being back in the city and living. found my husband, got those kinds of jobs again, but with a different kind of base.
1: So what interests you about that idea of connection? And where has that taken you since that time? Now that you're, you know, you're back in the city, you're a a mom, you're a a public figure in uh, politics and in public service. And so... What have you been exploring since then? How do you maintain that connection?
0: Mm, Doing many different things, I'd say. Uh, Trying to be open to what comes, be open to a book, a person, a quote, something which, you know, triggers me. See, talk to someone like Carmen, find my tribe. I found a few people we meet regularly to discuss these things, yeah.
1: So you come from a very aristocratic background as well. And from what I know of you, there has been this tension Between the public and the private, between, um, you know, institutions and establishment and kind of wanting to go your own way. You know, that that battle between integration with the greater society, but also independence. So how do you balance a political career and family and pursuing your spiritual both? How do you reconcile the tensions between those things? It's
0: a daily... Uh, what do you say? You know, I have to think about this all the time. What helps me is to find routines. I, I need to organize, really. I need to plan my life. And I need to make routines around what I really want to do to get them into the everyday life. And sometimes I fail. And then you just, you know, then you need someone or something to get you back on track.
1: Right. And so... Tell me about how in it, like on an ideal day, <laughs> how does ways go from political office to meditating, to, you know, doing energy work with clients, like in an ideal day, what would that look like for you?
0: I wake up before everyone else in the family. That's the keynote, And then I take a shower, a cold shower. I do Kundalini yoga and then I meditate. That's the perfect start to be able to both have clients and, you know, organize the family life and then have political meetings in the evening. But if I get the start going, I work it out. And then I also need to be sometime out in the nation.
1: Right, right. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how you came to be doing energy work with clients and and what exactly um you do there what kind of modality you're working in how did you how did you manage to integrate this i know it's still sort of quietly on the side and you're transitioning from public service to a private practice but i'm very curious about how you became interested in that
0: it has also been a part of my longing as i told you i had tried so many different things and talked to so many different kinds of people and i tried to be open to see what lands in me what 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 connects with me and then i had an opportunity a couple of years ago my husband got a job abroad so we went to asia the whole family and then i knew now i have my chance to do exactly what i want for my time so i really in in a speed found all these people and trained in different modalities uh, and when we came back home I found new ones and you know continued and now I found something which is called reconnective healing. Reconnective Yeah and that is my way of doing these things.
1: Wow that's cool so um let me put this into context. So your husband who works in the finance industry gets a job yeah. in Asia. You take three young boys <laughs> over to Asia and you somehow find teachers and you you start were yeah. uh, you doing acupuncture? What what was that like? Yeah,
0: yeah I could, I could, I reflexology also. Reflexology, cool. Reflexology. Yeah. Yeah, but I was very, you know, I was very determined and the other people there, you know, all these expats laughed because I I knew from the very start what I wanted, and I asked and talked to every people, you know everyone I met, and somehow I got it all together pretty fast. I was it was this strong urge from inside which just made me do it. I think.
1: Wow. Okay. So then you come home, and um, you know I I know for me when I first started working professionally with my intuitive um, side. I would have the sense, like I would, I'd be talking to someone, often someone I didn't even know very well, and I would start to get this like overwhelming feeling, sometimes in my body, but kind of around my heart where I'd be like, "Uh, I feel like there's something I want to say to them or there's some kind of healing I want to extend. I could feel the energy kind of flow through me. And so I'd sometimes be like, hey, do you want to come over for tea and try to like figure out how I could tell them, you know, I do intuitive work and I have the sense that maybe I'm supposed to give you this message. So for you as a person who's an energetic healer, how did you, Begin acquiring clients and building your practice.
0: I started. Uh, I had since I have. I am a public person, and since I've lived in Stockholm for the most of my life, I have a huge net. Would you say
1: network? Yeah, network.
0: I yeah. I know a lot of people, and I went out to everybody and told them that this is what I prayed for now, and this is what I'd like to do. And you're more than welcome and then the word is spreading.
1: Wow. So, okay. Now I, I would consider you one of the most um, like fierce, awesome, powerful people I know. So it doesn't surprise me that you'd be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm doing now. However, as a public figure in political office, you must have endured some Ridicule and scorn, or maybe Uh, some comments. um, So, how tell me about that? A
0: lot, a lot. Uh, I really have, and I know that people are talking about behind my back as well. But since this is, since for me, this comes from the right part of me inside, I really don't care. I know for me, this is the truth. And if they do have to treat me like that, fine. There are so many people who respect me for being able to do things which is not really, you know, not, not really fit.
1: So I, no, it's, it's really not a problem. Wow. That is so inspiring and so good to hear. <laughs> so what would you say then, if it's not that, then what is the most challenging part of the spiritual journey for you? Ah,
0: <sighs> Time. Mm. <laughs> to be a there are so many more things I'd like to explore and try out and yeah to find time to do these things that, I, that, that, that that to me is the hardest part to integrate everything in my everyday life. Sometimes it's so easy just to get carried away with, you know, these ordinary things.
1: So I, I'd say time and planning. Time and planning, yeah. So then, what's the most rewarding part of the spiritual journey for you? What What makes it important to you to keep planning for the time? <sighs>
0: oh, maybe the sounds, I don't know, but it's
1: it's to be able to live,
0: really. To be able to live life fully. To be here, to be present. I can't picture my life without this part. It's about Expanding consciousness. It's about, you know, growing. That's, that's why we're here. I think. So to me this is like, you know, breathing. I have to. I have I need this to be able to live and to be to be able to be a good enough mom, you know, a good enough friend, a good enough politician, all these things.
1: Okay, that's okay. So you said mom, politician and friend. I'm very curious about how you, as, you know, as an energetic healer, as a spiritual seeker, as somebody who wants to expand consciousness, how do you do that as a mom?
0: Well, ask my sons, they're so
1: tired of me. (laughs) And, And
0: I try to, you know, I try to talk about these things. We have this, all these small little things with, You know, I'm trying to make them aware when we're outdoors just to, just to breathe, just to, you know, ask questions to make us all stay in the presence. Mm. And then they know, yeah, I have all these books floating around on my house. I even bribed them to be able to practice reconnective healing on them. I can do this and you can get this. So, so it's, you know, since, since it's a part of me, it's in around in our house. But of course there are problems and there are some things I'm not allowed to do when they have friends at home. Right. And I have to respect. I have to respect
1: that, right? And then, as a friend, you talked about uh, this time in your life. You you have a tribe of people that you know gets together and you talk about these things. Tell me about that. About yeah. how you're expanding consciousness as a friend and within your relationships.
0: Just this group, we meet regularly, and we we meditate together, and then everybody has their space, to, you know, discuss things, what's bothering them, or just say, oh, I read this, have you heard about that? We go to this course together, have you seen this? You know, to share what we are going through. But this also means that I have lost some friends on the way, yes.
1: Mm.
0: Other friends are not important any longer, and I'm just too, you know, weird to them, so they kind of
1: slow grade. so of course the the of course life is changing in that sense yes Mm. okay how about as a politician how do you take the work that you do in public service and try to expand consciousness there when you're definitely dealing with establishment and i know that that's a tough one for you it is a tough one and that
0: is my that is a big struggle i i just try to be very i can't say i succeed all the time but i try to be very centered and i try to make us not polarizing politics is so much about polarizing and i try us you know to to, to get together to see things from another angle
1: mm. not
0: to be in one corner
1: each that's that's
0: my mission but i tell you it's not easy mm.
1: Wow. Well, I appreciate knowing that there are politicians in the world who are trying to hold their center in such a conscious way. As I bring the interview to a close, Louise, I, I want to, to ask you one last question. And it comes from the Proust questionnaire. I end every interview asking a question from Marcel Proust, the uh, French essayist. And it's a, it's a short... Focused question, but it's not always easy. But here it goes: What do you consider perfect happiness?
0: Presence. Mm. Yeah.
1: Presence. Presence.
0: That we are. We are really somehow presence,
1: and that is happiness. And that is happiness. I love that. Well, I have really appreciated being present with you today. And I thank you so much for sharing your perspective, Louise, because um, it's very heartening, like I said, to hear that there are public figures, but also mothers and friends who are bringing such presence to their time on earth and being fully here. Thank you for being on the show today.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: Isn't she lovely? I love how much conviction Louise has when I was asking her about withstanding the public scorn of being out in the world as an intuitive worker and how she just said, I don't care. I don't care. I love that. She's, she's fierce. Two other things that uh, I'm really going to take to heart that Louise had said, one is about how the, the biggest challenge on her spiritual journey is about making time so practical. And it is so true that it's really about planning and elevating your spiritual life to the level of imperative. And the second one was about being fully present as a mother, as a public figure, as a friend, about just really bringing your full self to every encounter. I love that. Today's show notes can be found on my blog at carmenspaniola.com. C-A-R-M-E-N. S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. I want to thank Louise for being here, and thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate your review on iTunes, and do please share it far and wide so it can reach more seekers like you. You never know who needs to hear it today. If you'd like to keep exploring the great mystery of life with me, you can go to my website and click the link for The Numinous School, my online intuition development course. While you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter. You'll instantly receive a meditation download and you'll get something free from me every month. Until next time, take care.